Real heroes. Real conflict. Real threats. Real heart. Now, there's a place America gets its news. No agenda. Just the facts. Newsmax. Real news for real people. They called us deplorables. They shut down our country. They say our thoughts are disinformation. is our response, The Rob Carson Show. Hello, welcome to another edition of The Rob Carson Show. Oh, you know what today is? Do you have any idea what today is? Uh, today is the one-year anniversary of this radio program launching. I know, it's only been a year. It feels like a lot longer. It's like, uh, you know, dog years uh, for people. But no, no, we've been uh, one year ago... This radio uh, show signed on, and uh, and it is growing dramatically. By the way, continues to grow, and will uh, will uh, you know grow exponentially, uh, or exponentially, as uh, Joe Biden liked to say. We're on in Baltimore, Atlanta, Richmond, all across Nevada, uh, Santa Cruz, KSEO, Philadelphia, uh, on and on and on. And we started from uh, nothing, nothing. Uh, just an idea. Just a guy named Chris Ruddy who uh, who runs a company called Newsmax who had never heard of this guy named Rob Carson called me at a car dealership and said, man, where have you been? I said, well, I've been in an abusive relationship with radio for about 25 years. And he goes, huh, you're really good. I, I haven't heard of you. I said, well, because uh, the radio establishment and talk radio, for some reason, didn't think I could do it because, you know, I spent so many years uh, wasting time in music radio. And I also, I don't know, uh, wrote for Rush Limbaugh for 25 years. You know, but other than that, no qualifications whatsoever to be a talk show host. And Chris said, hey, man, we'll give you a TV show. Then we'll give you a podcast. And holy hell, you went from zero to like 300,000 downloads on a Wednesday in October last year. Let's launch this radio show. So they talked to a guy named Sean Casey at WCBM in Baltimore, launched the station, the show there saw that the show was outperforming uh, the rest of the day. It also beat the competition across the street at WBAL. I'll just go ahead and say, you're not supposed to say the competition's name because they'll, people will tune in over there. No, they won't. They already, a year ago, they decided not to listen to WBAL when I'm on the radio. But it took us literally about six weeks to destroy that radio station. They came up with another show. It's still a suck and win. Nothing against them. It's nice. Compete. I love competition. Keep it coming. Do your best throw everything at me uh because all i'll do is get better make the show better and uh, kick your butt again so that's kind of my modus operandi that said we uh we blew up we made people go holy crap uh can you believe that this guy actually did better than than rush limbaugh uh, the last year that Rush was on air, nothing is Rush. But it just people were looking for uh, something other than just desk pounding. Because anybody can have an opinion. You know what opinions are like. Opinions are like, you know, th- your bum area. Everybody's got one. All right? And the last thing the talk radio needs is another one of those on the air. So uh, there you go. Here we are a year later, and we're doing the radio show, and it's, it's gelling quite nicely. So for those of you who have been with us from the start... <laughs> a year <laughs> uh, and before by the way when i was doing talk radio when i was writing uh here we go we celebrate we celebrate and we realize that we have a long way to go and what a year to start right what a year we have seen 
We have seen the uh, the Joe Biden's administration destroy uh, the country in many ways and uh, continues its downward trajectory, attempting to destroy the country. Everything is founded. And, and oddly enough, the same kind of carbon copy of what is happening in America has been happening in Europe and around the country. And that whole leftist movement is getting pounded into the pavement. So the only thing preventing that from happening here is about 55 days because it's coming. It, it, it came to Italy. I'm going to be talking about this new uh, uh, premier of Italy who, you know, of course, the left is calling fascist. She's a fascist, which is kind of strange because Joe Biden just about two months ago started calling Republicans and Trump supporters and Donald Trump fascist. Kind of weird. And, and this woman in, uh, in Italy created the biggest political party, the biggest political movement in recent Italian history, kind of like what Donald Trump did with MAGA Republicans essentially taking over the, uh, the bloated, corrupt, dated, swamp-dwelling Republican Party and created essentially a new Republican Party. The old one is now being, uh, its maggot-infested corpse is being fed on by maggots like Liz Cheney. So all of that stuff is kind of, it happened over there, it's going to happen here. And all of this has happened in the first year of this radio program. And the cool thing about this radio program, I think it came along at the right time in the right place. Because I don't think you're going to get the same sort of analysis of what's going on around the country, what's going on in the government. And you certainly won't get humor like this anywhere else. Because when I can, I will use humor to make a point. When I can't, I'll just make the point. All right? How about that? So here's the number. It's 800-922-6680. New poll out, Washington Post. Very left of center, generally water carriers for the Democrat Party and Joe Biden. They will do anything for Joe Biden and the Democrats. But an ABC News Washington Post poll reveals that 74% of Americans believe the U.S. economy is in rough shape, potentially a reflection of the Biden administration's economic policies. Well, no bleep, Sherlock. What do you think it is it? Joe Biden's policies? Seriously? Uh, you know, the old energy independence thing going down the toilet, you think that might have had something to do with it? You think? Yeah. The results, uh, 58% of respondents expressed a negative outlet regarding the American economy. Within the latest ABC News Washington Post poll, which chronicled the thoughts of 1,000 adults over a four-day period, 84% uh, characterized the U.S. economy as a top-level issue. But the Democrat Party thinks uh, January 6th is, and that happened almost two years ago. And uh, they also think that abortion is a big deal, and it really isn't. Because, uh, you know, uh, most women right now aren't planning on getting abortions. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, and they realize that abortion has not been made illegal. So all of the uh, congressmen who are terrified after they impregnate a, an intern, uh, now you do have to you know, pay for the flight to another state, but you can still get her an abortion. 
There you go. And all of the irresponsible men out there who have ever uttered the phrase, hey, I'll pay for the abortion, or, you know, maybe even got your dad to say, hey, dad, will you help me? I knocked up this girl. I want to pay for her abortion. Will you help me out? And dad said, sure. And and don't tell me that hasn't happened. And don't tell me that most of abortion is birth control. All right? Don't don't even go there because, you know, been there, done that. Studied it my entire career, and uh, also uh, I'm an adoptee, and I was given up for adoption because my mother, mother was raped. Uh, you know, there's that. But run on that, please, whatever you do, just run on that. 84% characterize the economy as the uh, top issue. Border's pretty high there, too. Yeah, keep that, bre- that border breach because, you know, that's going over real well with everybody. Even even Jen Saki, remember Jen Saki? Uh, you know, she's uh, the. Uh, I used to say on the TV show, "You ready for some hot Saki?" She even said that if if this election is a referendum on Biden, he's going to lose. Then they're going to. And I hate to tell you this, it's going to be a referendum on Biden. No matter how much you try to dig up, no matter how much you try to persecute Donald Trump, you already raided Mar-a-Lago. You probably go after one of the other houses, but it's not going to be D-word because the American people are laser flavor focused, laser focused on the lousy job this president is doing. When, um, if it is a referendum on the president, they will lose, and they know that. Yeah. They also know that crime is a huge vulnerability for. Democrats. In other words, they need to distract, distract, distract. Democrats, I would say, one of the biggest vulnerabilities, and if you look at Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, for example, what's been interesting to me is it's always you follow the money and where are people spending money. And in Pennsylvania, the Republicans have been spending millions of dollars on the air on crime ads against Fetterman because that's where they see his vulnerability. So, yes. And you know why Uh, we've already won on the crime issue? Because Democrats for the last six years have been fighting the police, defunding the police, uh, supporting even bailing out protesters who harm police, a la Kamala Harris. And, and it's already too, too late to repair that. All right, It's like you've been a big old gash and you wait two days to go get your stitches. They'll tell you, you know, go home, you're going to have a nice scar. So that's kind of what's happening with the Democrat Party. You, you scrod yourself by bedding down with Antifa and Black Lives Matter. So uh, no pay, no, nothing's going to repair that. The scar is already started. It's not going to be healed. It's going to show. I hate to tell you this. This is Jen Psaki last year when she was uh, just at the beginning of uh, Joe Biden's disaster, saying that on the July the 4th that it was a big deal that hot dogs went down in price. Then gas being a dollar more. Does the White House think that 16 cents off a barbecue has more of an impact on people's lives than gas being a dollar more this time? Uh, this I would say if you don't like hot dogs, you may not care of the reduction of cost. Yep. You don't have to like hot dogs. Now, that was just the beginning of the uh, the economy going to hell in a handbasket. That was before you went to the grocery store and realized that Walmart's too expensive now, so you have to shop at Dollar General. All right? You know, I go to Walmart, and you don't see yellow stickers anymore. The clearance items are already gone by the time I get there. And frequently, they're out of ramen noodles. That says... Um, non-scientifically, the economy is in shambles, and it's all going to be on Joe Biden, and that's what the uh, that's what this election is going to be about. But never fear, they're doing everything else they can to distract.
I'm going to get into all of that, including using the FBI, including the IRS giving thumbs up to radical leftist 501c3s that are literally paying influencers to say that January the 6th was bigger than it was, and it was all Donald Trump's fault. There's a lot of really, really crooked, evil crap going on to try to throw this election beyond just the stuff they tried in the last election. So uh, hang on. Uh, I think you're going to find today's one-year anniversary of the Rob Carson radio show to be very entertaining and very informative. And if you would like to be a part of this historical date in broadcast history, well, actually, uh, maybe a footnote. Anyway, 800-922-6680. This is the Rob Carson Show. to put Nancy, Joe, Chuck, Bernie, and Mitch in a retirement home. Rest well and rest easy. You deserve it. It's the Rob Carson Show. Do you believe we're in a recession? Because, you know, we are. I don't know if you knew this. Uh, about uh, three weeks ago, it came out that uh, we had two quarters of negative growth, which everybody says is a recession. Everybody worth their salt. Historically, as long as we've been keeping track of recessions, that's been the bellwether for a recession. But because Joe Biden is the president, suddenly that went out the window. You know, it's like murder. You know, if the the Biden administration uh, decided to change it from, uh, you know, the definition of murder is to kill somebody into, you know, whatever. It's kind of the same thing. Now, we kind of know what murder is. Right, the intentional of killing of somebody, and uh, and I guess for lack of a better comparison, uh, Joe Biden has uh, committed murder on the American economy. You see what I did there? Yeah. Sixty-one percent of uh, of uh, general election voters believe President uh, Joe Biden's economy is in a recession, according to a McLaughlin and Associates poll published over the weekend. It's almost like. Um, they, the, despite the fact that the White House said it's not a recession, we're redefining recession, the American people said, you know, uh, you're full of crap. We're in a recession. It's, it's kind of weird how that happens. And, uh, and generally, one of the things you uh, notice is that when you go to the store uh, and you don't have enough money to feed yourself and fill your car with gas, that's a good sign we're in a recession. Just uh, so the the White House, but here's Joe Biden yesterday. He says that uh, you know uh, uh, that uh, you know uh, inflation is when you, you 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 don't have enough money to buy stuff. Because what's inflation? Inflation is at the end of the month you have less money in your, from your paycheck or more money from your paycheck. I mean, the way that people. That's how it's calculated by the vast majority of American people. Yeah, so, you know, it's, it's, you may not have been able to hear that very well because he's really old and firmed and his brain doesn't work. And he was also off mic. He said inflation is when you get to the end of the tr- tr- uh, month and you got less money than you have more money. I don't know what the hell that's supposed to mean. But uh, basically, even if you've gotten a raise, you know, what would you consider to be a good raise? Uh, in, in my life, a 5% raise per annum is, is a pretty good thing. Problem is, inflation uh, right now, depending on who you believe, between um, 11 and 35%. So you could see why, uh, generally, uh, Americans think we're in a recession. Americans have lost $4,200 in annual income, according to a Heritage Foundation study. So, you know, what they got to do? You know what they got to do? They got to distract. 
They got to distract. They got to, like, you know, raid Mar-a-Lago. That happened about six weeks ago. First day of Joe Biden's vacation, he did that. Then he acted like he knew nothing about it. The FBI, they raided Donald Trump's place. Got an update on the impact of Mar-a-Lago. Found absolutely nothing. It was about uh, changing the election. They left a big mess. That's what it was all about. Whip through Melania's closet. The FBI thought they'd look good. And grab Merrick Garland a dress. Now they just like, like the Stasi. They broke the law. Catholic abortion protesters. We're looking at you, Joe. Looking at you, Joe. Don't pretend you didn't know. Don't pretend you didn't know. FBI has reached a major <laughs> low. Yeah. For what went down at Mar-a-Lago. Didn't work, by the way. Hey, Christopher Ray. Man, the FBI, I, uh, I posted yesterday on all social media. I said the FBI is dead to me. Uh, you know, honestly, and, and I think it is to millions of people in our country, uh, many baby boomers who grew up with the FBI, a Quinn Martin production that, of course, uh, lionized the FBI as this, uh, you know, incorruptible agency. And it turns out maybe it's been corrupt its entire existence just going after political opponents. I'm not talking about field agents, although if the uh, field agents who went and raided uh, this uh, uh, Peter, uh, 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 this guy named Hauk in, uh, Mark Hauk in Pennsylvania for uh, getting in the face of a 72-year-old abortion activist uh, who was harassing his son, the FBI sent 25 to 30 armed agents to apprehend this guy, even though the charges against him had been dismissed by another court. Uh, if, if, if those FBI agents still are working today and are still down with this and haven't turned in their badges, then they're part of the problem. Sorry. There's a point where you got to go, you know, this is wrong. There's at least one major FBI whistleblower who's saying that the people in the uh, January 6th jail are being beyond overpunished, and the FBI has been weaponized to go after people for just being on the Capitol grounds outside. Weaponized. Weaponized. And that guy has lost his security clearance, and it looks like the FBI is actively going after whistleblowers to destroy their careers. Hence, the FBI is dead to me. The FBI's unprecedented raid on former President Mar- uh, Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago home has no negative impact on his potential 2024 presidential bid among Republicans. The FBI thought that they had some sort of uh, uh, credibility with uh, with people that they were this uh, wonderful law enforcement agency, but it turns out that despite shutting down all discourse on social media and the Democrat Party and the mainstream media, the word has gotten out that the FBI has been weaponized. 
They were in 2016 to throw the election for Hillary Clinton by literally paying for the dossier with the Democrat Party to try to throw the election and say that Donald Trump was colluding with Russia. That was proven to be a lie. Then we found out the FBI was colluding with big social media to cover the Hunter Biden laptop story right before the election of 2020. But it hasn't worked with regard to Mar-a-Lago. There's been little change in questions surrounding the presidential primary from August to September, suggesting the raid has not affected Trump level of support among Republican voters, many of whom condemned it. There you go. Nice try. But we are going to get into the dem- the, uh, the uh, FBI going after this uh, abortion, uh, well, this this. A fetus rights advocate. We're going to get into that. Michael Moore completely misses the mark on the uh, wave that's coming in November. All of that in your phone calls at 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. In the 60s, we had LBJ. Now we have FJB. It's The Rob Carson Show. It is Rob Carson Show. Uh, hurricane. Well, we got a Hurricane Baron down. I guess it's coming here. Hurricane uh, Liam or something. Anyway, uh, what, what is the name of that? I'm trying. Uh, Ian. Ian. I always think Liam because you know uh, whatever. Taken the movie. Taken. But uh, Ian is uh, bearing down on Cuba, and uh, because uh, the Castro brothers and their uh, underlings have been in charge of Cuba for so long, uh, Cuba will actually get better by the destruction caused by the hurricane. It's kind of kind of weird that way how socialism and uh, communism works that a hurricane would actually make things better. But uh, that appears to be the case. Uh, for those of you who are in Florida, we'll get to you, Tony, in just one second. Uh, this is what Corinne Jean-Pierre said last week. She said that things that are in the uh, Inflation Reduction Act with regard to climate change will actually lessen the impact of, uh, of uh, Ian and uh, storms that will hit Florida this year. And it is one of the most, the most historic investment to fight climate change. As we are talking about extreme weather, I've gotten multiple questions on Puerto Rico and what the people people of Puerto Rico, brothers and sisters, are going through, uh, what what may happen in this hurricane season. A lot of that is is going to uh, be helped. Uh, by- there you go. It's gonna, I don't even know why you're boarding up your windows. Oh, and then there's uh, Marco Rubio talking about what's really facing Florida. A few years ago, Sean, I went to the National Hurricane Center, and I remember asking them, what would be the worst possible storm that you can imagine hitting our state? And they describe basically what we're facing right now, which is a powerful hurricane that sort of stalls off the coast, doesn't even have to make landfall over Florida, just stalls off the coast and pushes a bunch of water into the Tampa Bay region and and into the western part of the state. We're talking about five to ten foot storm surge, which are not survivable. You know, you can shelter a little bit against the wind. You can bunk, you can hunker down in place, but you cannot shelter against water. Yep. Three, four, five, six, seven foot storm surges. When it gets that high, you can't survive it. The only way to avoid dying in that is to leave when they tell you to leave. And they're not just arbitrarily telling you to leave. It's based, they know the areas that are most vulnerable to this. So if they're telling you to leave, it's because it's going to take time to get you to go. So I hope people are listening to that and will follow those orders because this is a life-threatening thing. There's no way to ride that out. There you go. And by the way, um, it looks like the uh, governor of the state has already got thousands of uh, National Guard ready to go. Um, and uh, and they're getting ready for it. And I think they'll do well. I will tell you in all seriousness, this is a serious storm. And, uh, and we will be here. This radio show will be here. Uh, should Florida need it? 
Um, I started, you know, uh, in radio in about 1993, Hurricane Andrew hit Florida, and we did a caravan uh, in little old Columbia, Missouri, where I lived. And so, uh, all kidding aside, uh, we are here. Uh, to help out, you know, no matter what happens. I do, it doesn't take away from the irresponsibility and political gamesmanship of Corinne Jean-Pierre to say last week that hurricanes would be lessened this season because of the Inflation Reduction Act. And I would say that any Democrats who decide to stay there because they think the Inflation Reduction Act will actually uh, uh, stop the storm from being severe, uh, you know, they should blame Corinne Jean-Pierre for her nonsense. Uh, that said, let's go to uh, Tony in Kissimmee, Florida. Tony, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Hey, Rob, I wanted to congratulate you on your radio anniversary and tell you two of the themes that you hit that I think helped you stand out from other conservative talk radio people. Okay. One of the themes is when you hit the oligarchs and plutocrats. That's huge. Most yeah. people avoid that. You know, they just talk about George Soros. They don't mention that there's a whole group of these leftist billionaires and, and they routinely support the Democrats or the Kinziger Cheney type of non-American first Republicans. It is an oligarchy, and that's why that's why Hillary Clinton and uh, Barack Obama admire Russia as much as they do, because they are the template. They are the template, the perfect marriage between corrupt government officials and big corporations. That the uh, that the corrupt it's a, it's a give and take. It's a yin and yang. You I'll pay you, you pay me. That kind of stuff. I'll award you contracts. It's exactly like what has happened in Russia. That's why we're so in bed with Ukraine right now because ukraine is the template too go ahead yeah no I, I, well said and and, and to, to that point there the other thing that i think that you do is you you routinely called out the the questionable aspects of the 2020 election yes. and there's an awful lot on the right that are just afraid to do it because big media you know makes it sound like you're nuts if you question it when as you say you've got to be nuts not to question it so, so that one suggestion I'd like to make, and I think you've just done a lot of improvement over the year. You started Thanks. off well, but you've gotten better. Thanks. Look into projecting and paltering. And, and I think you understand that, but the audience really has to get their head around the fact that the left routinely uses oh, yes. and And they're routinely blaming others for what they themselves are guilty of. The classic example of them calling Trump supporters fascists when it's they that are the fascists it's incredibly bold but it but it works for them and, yeah. and it, we need people like you to point that out. So well, Tony, Tony, I have I, I, what I generally do is I call that passive aggressivism, uh, and and I think Tucker Carlson has actually caught into that as well. Uh, they they think they have the uh, they have the audacity to say exactly of their opponents what they are uh, guilty of, and exactly. they do that because the the mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party will carry their water. So yep. I get you, and I, I'll pound that every day, bro. We just have a different. Uh, I think we have a different label for it. I call it passive aggressive and you call it uh you know the, the opposite you know projection yeah you bet bro yep hey man thanks for the call be safe are you in the path of the storm my friend we we we're i think we're going to be a little bit outside of it it depends on the storm track but but uh you know we're we're, we're preparing all right, my friend. Take care of yourself. Godspeed. God bless you brother all right you bet and if you have a power outage i hope to hell you don't have a stupid electric car <clears throat> Because honestly, if you do have a stupid electric car, and nothing against you people who buy stupid electric cars, uh, 
But if there's a power outage, if the power goes and you need to get out of there, you're going to be screwed unless you have a gasoline-powered generator on the back of your Tesla. Uh, see, you know, this, this could be a real uh, trying time for those who have electric cars trying to escape um, something dramatic like this. Because generally, what's the first thing that goes in a massive disaster? Oh, yeah, the power grid. And uh, the funny thing is, uh, you don't need the power grid to go out and start your autonomous uh, gasoline-powered car. So, or pickup. Thought you should know. Thought you should know. So a lot of people are afraid to talk about uh, the November 8th election. They're tepid in their uh, prediction that the Republicans will sweep into power. And, and I understand that because there are a million ways that the Democrat Party is trying to screw us. There are. There are a million ways. I'm going to get into the myriad ways that we know of right now with regard to slandering Donald Trump, his supporters calling them fascists, uh, is sicking the FBI on, uh, on Trump supporters, on uh, pro-lifers, etc. There's a lot of stuff going on in the background. 501c3s that are bought and paid board by George Soros attempting to spread disinformation while saying that they are uh, against disinformation. There's a lot of moving parts and a lot of crap that's going on. What I'm asking you to do is stay focused, stay positive as much as you can, and stay pissed. Okay? Do those things. Vote in person. And again, use your phone like you are a journalist. If you see with, uh, you know, somebody getting a bunch of, dumping a bunch of ballots into a ballot box, get their picture. Go up and ask them, hey, what are you doing? Who's are those for? And then get their license plate number. Hang on to it. Go live on Getter if you need to. Just go live. Say, hey, I'm recording live here from this ballot box. And look, here's a person with a coexist bumper sticker right next to a Sanders 2020 bumper sticker and his Prius. And they're dumping a bunch of ballots in here. I just want to ask them some questions. Oh, no comment? Okay, it's me reporting live where they're trying to take the election again. That's what I would do if I were you. And that's what we're going to have to do. Because honestly, the only way that Democrats can win this this election season is to steal it like they did in 2020. Because Joe Biden is a terrible president. And if the election is a referendum on Joe Biden's leadership, and it will be... Joe Biden and the Democrats are going to get stomped into the mud. That said, left-wing filmmaker Michael Moore, who did a movie that was good, I think, a long time ago, uh, Roger and Me was the first movie he did. It was oh, yeah, pretty good. It was a pretty good social statement, blah, 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 whatever. And the rest have been pretty much a cascade of, uh, of nonsense and, uh, and uh, propaganda. But anyway, he was on uh, Bill Maher's show, and he predicts a landslide for, um, for uh, the Democrats. He thinks they're going to do it. And he says that the reason being is because Republicans are all traitors because January the 6th. I think the opposite's going to happen this time. I think that that there is going to be such a landslide against the traitors, especially the 147 Republicans who just hours after the insurrection voted to not... Um, the FBI uh, literally last year said it wasn't an insurrection. Certify the elected president of the United States, Joe Biden. And- yeah, yeah, nobody cares. Um, tell me real quick, uh, what's that going to do to the price of milk? Go ahead. Just what? 
Oh, nothing. Okay, it's just dwelling on something that happened that was propped up by the FBI and left-leaning groups that infiltrated the group, a peaceful protest of a million people to uh, question the integrity of the 2020 election. Yeah. And I think that there is going to be so many people coming out to vote. I want to thank the Supreme Court for reminding women that they are, in fact, second-class citizens. I'm thinking that uh, saying that, uh, you know, you can go to some states for an abortion and not others... Uh, versus uh, the Democrat Party saying, hey, uh, guys born guys, beat the snot out of girls in their athletics and destroy their lives. I'm thinking that's relegating women to being second-class citizens. I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but I think it's kind of a bigger deal. Here's a little bit more of uh, Michael Moore again getting whiffing, whiffing. I mean, if he was playing the wiffle ball, t-ball, he would be whiffing. He would have struck out. We have a chance uh, to do something that... It does happen every now and then. Listen, he has two examples of how this is going. It's happened elsewhere and will happen here. 1993, Canada uh, voted every conservative member in Parliament except for two out of office. Okay, now everybody remembers that election in Canada, right? No, they don't actually. Because you know what really happened? In 1994, uh, Bill Clinton, he lost both houses of Congress for the first time in 40 years because he was pushing things like socialized medicine. You forgot about that, Mike? Gone. All of them. Except for two. And four years later, in Great Britain, 1997. Oh, yeah, the big election, 97, in Great Britain that nobody remembers. Uh, the... Every conservative member of the British Parliament... What about Barack Obama in the middle of his first term getting uh, his clock clean? In Scotland, in Wales, and from Northern Ireland, we're all thrown out of office. And that's what you got. Okay, good luck with that. And again, I'll point to uh, 1994 when uh, Bill Clinton lost both houses of Congress to Republicans. And by the way, Newt Gingrich came up with a contract uh, for America, and uh, they're doing the similar thing. Uh, Kevin McCarthy, who should be selling vinyl siding and not being a, uh, a spokesperson for the GOP, they need somebody in there with some fire in their belly, not like super white bread Kevin McCarthy. That said, uh, the same dynamic is going here, and uh, Michael Moore is cherry-picking as he always does, and ultimately will end up on the wrong side of history. Let's take a break. I've got, uh, oh, oh, the attack on MAGA Republicans, and I will relate it to the newly elected Premier of Italy, who, by the way, is a woman. First woman elected Premier of Italy, broken the glass ceiling, and nobody is uh, celebrating that historical significance because they're all political tools. This is the Rob Carson show bulldoze the swamp pave it over and start again it's the rob carson show tony in kissimmee florida he said that uh, this is about projecting and paltering, projecting, blaming others for what the finger pointer are guilty of themselves. Democrats are doing this. Uh, paltering, telling a partial truth or ignoring parts of the truth, which is another thing that they are uh, liking to do, or, or passive aggressism, you know, stuff like that. Uh, anything they can to uh, uh, obscure and obfuscate the truth. 
to uh, to get elected. That's what it's all about, to be quite honest. And, and they're doing the same thing, by the way. It is kind of weird. You know, um, I'm going to get into a little bit more on uh, this uh, new Italian premiere and how wonder the, wonderful this person is. Uh, her name is Georgia Maloney. And uh, if you follow what the press is sh- saying about her victory, if you follow uh, what she has said, her speeches, and I've got some wonderful stuff from a speech she gave at uh, CPAC uh, earlier this year. I mean, marvelous. 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 I mean, American conservative politicians, not just women, need to pay attention to this woman because she's brilliant. Brilliant. But the media here is doing the exact same thing to her. Okay? So here's what the media uh, is saying about her. And her victory, by the way. Voters in Italy tomorrow appear poised to make a hard right turn. The woman expected to become prime minister leads a party with roots in neo-fascism. Okay, so they, they were rooting against her before her election. The hallmarks of Italian fascism, like this motto. God, fatherland, and family. No, God, country, family. That's what it's all. That's what it's all about. Thank you. The far-right political party whose roots go back to post-World War II neo-fascists. Far-right political neo-fascists. Neo-neo-fascists. Where have we heard that before? In 2020, you and 81 million Americans voted to save our democracy. That's why Donald Trump isn't just a former president; he is a defeated former president. Nah, he kicked your ass. Uh, only semi-fascism coming. Yeah. Uh, is this something we're going to hear more of, that phrase? Is this something the president's going to kind of embrace? Look, I was very clear. When- They're talking about neo-fascist, by the way, which is what the uh, uh, what uh, Joe Biden called Republicans just a month ago. Weird. Uh, when laying out uh, and defining uh, what... Uh, you know, MAGA Republicans have done, yeah, and you look at fascists. the definition of fascism, ah, and yes. you think about uh, what they're doing in, in attacking our democracy, what they're doing in taking away uh, our freedoms. Yeah, none of that is true. It's all a big fat lie. Uh, taking away, wanting to take away our rights, our voting rights. No, no, it's actually one, make sure that everybody's vote counts. I mean, that is what that is. It is very clear. No. The MAGA Republicans don't just threaten our personal rights Arr. and economic security. Arr. They're a threat to our very democracy. Arr. They refuse to accept the will of the people. They embrace, embrace political violence. Yeah, we didn't burn down America. They don't believe in democracy. Yeah. As President Biden last night, his first public political event in a month earlier at a private fundraiser, he went even further. What we're seeing now is either the beginning or the death knell of an extreme MAGA philosophy. It's not just Trump. It's the entire philosophy that underpins the I'm going to say something. It's like semi-fascism. That's kind of weird. Isn't it weird how that happened a month ago and they were doing the same thing to this uh, this Georgia Maloney and then Georgia Maloney ended up just keel-hauling the, the left in that country? Uh, let's grab Bob real quick. Bob in uh, Sunnyvale, California. Bob, you got about uh, a minute. Go right ahead with your thoughts, please. Greetings from, greetings from Sunnyvale, Silicon Valley, California. <laughs> yes. Hi, Rob. <laughs> What's You're up? doing a great job on the radio, Thanks. Man. You bet. Thanks. I just wanted to say um, I don't think the playbook has changed since the last election. No. This election coming up in November is extremely, as we know, important. What happened to the last election that, uh, within a week after the president <laughs> we have was elected? Yeah. 
the the two congressmen in the Senate that were shoe-ins became defeated because of the mail-in ballot. Is that going to change anything? Yeah. Well, uh, there will be some changes because there are some different people who've been elected in different states that have uh, turned back some of the uh, uh, the uh, uh, changes in the election law that took place in the last election. But they are going to try other things. And I'm going to share what the Democrat Party is already up to and how what, what we need to do, I believe, to make sure that 2020 doesn't happen again. And by the way, once again, I'll just say it, Bob, say it with me. 2020 was stolen. All right, let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. Hey, it is Rob Carson Show, hour number two. Uh, this hour, we have, we have a couple guests today, by the way, which are always kind of fun. Uh, Liz Harrington, spokeswoman for Trump and a former RNC spokeswoman, uh, person, whatever. Anyway, she's going to join us at the uh, bottom of the hour. Next hour, Doug Mastriano. The gubernatorial candidate for the Republican Party in Pennsylvania, he's kicking butt and taking names despite what the New York Times says about uh, small rallies and whatever. Because you know what? They're, uh, they're just a big uh, political propaganda uh, institute, you know, kind of like what they did over in, uh, in Italy to Georgia Maloney. But guess what? Georgia Maloney, the message got out and the people uh, voted for Georgia Maloney despite all of the propaganda. And they're doing the same playbook on uh, MAGA Republicans that they did on Georgia Maloney in Italy. And it blew up in their faces. And they've done the same thing, tried to do the same thing in England. And they've doing, and, and there is a wave coming. And, and oddly enough, of all places, Europe is kind of leading the way. Kind of rejecting this uh, New World Order crap. This, And I'll just say, I'm not a big New World Order. Yeah, I get it. Alex Jones got it a few years ago in school. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, but, but honestly, yeah, there are people who are down with oligarchy. And, and so people like in our country, uh, Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton, they're completely down with oligarchy. Uh, Joe Biden, completely down with oligarchy. They're prime examples of it. They moved to Washington, D.C., nearly penniless, leave being richer than we could ever imagine for never building anything, never doing anything, never creating a product. But they have this symbiotic relationship with big social media and big green energy and big pharma and, you know, you give me this and I'll give you this. And then when you retire, you'll either be a, a lobbyist or, you know, we'll just take care of you. And uh, that has blossomed fully in uh, in America, and uh, it will be beaten. It will be beaten, but we have to be uh, we have to be very vigilant. And um, it, this is a, an interesting piece I saw. I think it was Breitbart. Journalist exposes how Democrats have upped violent rhetoric leading up to the midterm elections. Now, last night I was watching uh, the coverage of Georgia Maloney, and Georgia Maloney, the revolution that she was a part of in Italy, was a peaceful transfer of power away from the left. Uh, there were even people who were, who were uh, taking down EU flags, uh, for instance, at the uh, the uh, embassy, I believe, in the Vatican for Italy. The uh, the people, Italian people, went and took down the EU flag to just hoist the hoist the uh, the flag of Italy, which means, excuse me, that there are people who love the country as founded. Despite of all the all the things that uh, Italy has been through, that there are people who still believe in God, family, and country, and that was what she based her campaign on. Seriously, yeah. Ah, pardon me, having a little coughing fit again. 
But that's what happened over there, and that's what they fear is going to happen here. And it will, by the way. It will happen here. It will happen here. And it's going to happen here. But the Democrat Party is going to do everything they can to caterwaul, to uh, to injure, uh, whether that be... Uh, uh, by uh, going after people without uh, legal basis for going after them, for weaponizing the FBI, whether that be using uh, uh, left-leaning 501c3s to spread disinformation, uh, they're going to do whatever they can to try to throw this election because they know that hell is coming and uh, we are coming with it. Uh, Biden advisor Keisha Lance Bottom says MAGA Republicans want to destroy our country. And their agenda is a danger to our way of life. These are, by the way, I'll just say it again, these are words of war. These are words of war. And, and some people have already acted on them. For instance, just last week, excuse me. Sorry. 18-year-old Kaylor Ellingson was killed in cold blood in North Dakota by a drunken man thought to be, uh, thought he was a Republican extremist. The guy's been released on $50,000 bail. Yeah, and, and he isn't even being monitored. And if I were the dad of 18-year-old uh, Kaylor Ellingson, uh, you know, I, I think I might be, uh, maybe have a little target drawn on this murderer, uh, on this murderer, by the way. Other stuff going on, there was an 84-year-old pro-life uh, uh, protest, not a protest, she was going door-to-door to, door to, door to, uh, to spread the word of, uh, you know, uh, not voting for abortion because it kills babies, and she got shot. I'll have details on that. So this sort of, this sort of uh, uh, messaging is deliberate. Uh, when, when Tim Ryan, who's running for Senate, said he wants to, uh, Americans to kill and confront the extremist MAGA Republican Party, these are words of war. And then you've also got uh, the president of the United States using the same words of war. Now, Georgia Maloney uh, won the election, and there will be a peaceful transfer of a power. That's what I hope happens here. But when you talk like this, uh, it doesn't sound like that's what Democrats want. Well, I think it will be important for all of us who care about the United States of America to call out what we see. And what we see, again, with this MAGA Republican agenda is an effort to disrupt our democracy. Not one little bit. You are absolutely lie. But I'll tell you what happened before and after January the 6th, perpetrated by Democrats. That was what that was all about. That's why they're bringing up January the 6th. They want to pin every ounce of violence that happenings in Amer- that's happening in America. And by the way, the violence only comes from the left. Summer of 2020, anybody? How about 100 uh, 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 crisis pregnancy centers around the country firebombed and, uh, and threatened and vandalized? How about that? But they're saying that we are violent? We're not the ones committing active violence. Again, this is, this is all built around demonizing a political party and inciting violence, which is working in a couple small cases, against us. So whether it be through November and beyond November, I think it will always be important to call out any effort there is to destroy, essentially destroy the United States of America. Okay, it's all nonsense. It's all crap. Uh, the left hates America as founded. Uh, they realize that uh, their dream of 1968, their Marxist dream is failing because Americans still love America. And so they're trying to paint us like we hate Americans when we're the constitutionalists. We're the foundationalists. We're the ones who love the country. We are the ones who believe in the dream of America. We're the ones who stand during the national 
national anthem. We're the ones who sign up and die for this country and have done just the same. And they're trying to do this nonsense, passive-aggressive bullcrap, or as my friend earlier, uh, Tony said earlier, let me find the uh, text he sent me here. Uh, my friend Tony, oh, no, it was an email he sent me. Uh, he said, hold on one second, he says here, uh, he says, projecting and paltering, projecting, blaming others or uh, for what the finger pointers are guilty of, and paltering, telling a partial truth or ignoring parts of the truth. There you go. Nice job. Here's, um, here's Simone Sanders on uh, MSNBC that have almost no viewers at all uh, parroting the same crap theories, the belief that the election was stolen, the, the great replacement. I believe it was. I believe it was. And the great replacement theory is actually uh, uh, it's based in fact. Conspiracy theory, the Capitol riots being a false flag, et cetera, et cetera. These are delusions right. set up by the FBI and 14 left leaning groups. But millions... John Kennedy Jr. is coming back. Yes, yes. Exa- I mean, Tupac is somewhere in Cuba, but that's another story. Right, right. Millions of people, though, they believe this. So has there ever been a mass movement to undo the effects of disinformation and conspiracy theories among an entire society? Yeah, there was actually. Uh, Joseph Stalin did it. And he created a uh, department of disinformation. And if you said anything that went against the uh, government's uh, narrative on anything, uh, you got labeled a, uh, uh, an artist of disinformation. And frequently, uh, you were taken to a disinformation re-education camp. And if it didn't work, you were just murdered. He left behind about 30 million people. That's how he did it. And that's the fantasy of the left. Make no bones about it. And if there was, I couldn't, I couldn't find one. So... If, if you know something. Yeah, I just did, actually. I just shared the example. Do tell us. So, so if there no, is. No, you are absolutely right. The Cultural Revolution in China. Same thing. No, I defer to you. That's exactly right. And this yeah, is. See, uh, I just actually proved the point. Didn't even need to ask the guest. Then there's this moron. His name is Roland Martin. And, uh, and they're declaring war on MAGA Republicans. And I say, you know what I say? Bring it. I think that's such a crucial point. His followers. We're better armed intellectually and physically. Republican Main Street establishment Republicans are echoing these calls for violence, all but threatening it. What was your take? Well, first of all, uh, I have my uh, red LED lighting since the Republicans are so, oh, my God, upset because uh, President... He's talking about Joe Biden's uh, fascistic, communistic speech in front of Independence Hall where he uh, bathed it in blood red and uh, had military members, Marines, standing behind him, issuing a, a subtle threat to those who disagree with him. Joe Biden, uh, they claim, oh, he looked like uh, he was in Russia. Pastor Charles Jenkins has uh, an intro to his song, War. Uh, where he says, when the enemy is coming at you, you can't fall down, you can't break down. This means war. Okay, there you go. See, uh, they're doing it. We're not doing Am I doing it? Am you doing it? Have you declared war on anybody? No. No, no, no. We, we're just waiting for the election. And we didn't commit any act of violence when Donald Trump became the president. And when he was elected, we didn't do that. But on his inauguration day, the left tried to burn down Washington, D.C. And then the summer of 2020, the left, Antifa and BLM, uh, used the death of George Floyd to torch the country, try to burn down St. John's Historic Church, uh, drove Donald Trump into the uh, bunker with his family for the first time in American history. And then, of course, after January the 6th, which was a setup, by the way, the Democrats Reichstag, and I have plenty of evidence for that, and it will come out eventually. Then the Democrats are now doing this. Now doing this. Don't believe me? Just listen to the angry rhetoric of the old man here. The soul of America is vibrant. 
The future of America is bright, and the promise of America is real. It is real. It is real. Not a joke. Think about it. Think about what you'd think about. Yeah, you thinker. You're thinking with your brain. You think. That nobody can doubt. Nobody can any longer doubt that the climate crisis is real. Uh, I can't, actually. You paid for your Social Security. Rawr. Every single paycheck from the time you were a kid, you paid for I'm not hearing that kind of anger and upset from the uh, right side. Oh, and then the ultimate is uh, Hillary Clinton comparing us to, uh, and Donald Trump to Hitler, and us to uh, Nazis. I remember as a, as a young student, you know, trying to figure out how did people get basically... Um, drawn in by Hitler. How did that happen? And I'd watch newsreels and I'd see this guy. Now this, is, of course, is from a woman who was inspired by Saul Alinsky and Rules for Radicals. And she did an internship while she was a student. So she is a branded communist. She's an unapologetically communist, although she'd never admit it, by the way. She'd never admit it. And then, on top of all this, they have a weaponized FBI. I'm going to get into a little bit on this report about Mark Halk. I, I said it yesterday. I've got some more details on it and how the FBI is using its uh, its police powers to go after conservatives. And if it's not uh, obvious by now, after the uh, the Trump Mar-a-Lago raid, then it never will be for you. And uh, consequently, you should no longer be part of the discussion because it's happening. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. The people are mad as hell. It's the Rob Carson Show. You know, we've always kind of um, dreaded the possibility that the United States be- could become like the former Soviet Union, uh, could become like. We've always said it's not going to happen, but it already is happening. All right, all the things that you were afraid might happen are happening now. You're thinking it might need uh, some sort of a massive takeover, some sort of an overthrow, but it's already happened. You got the FBI after uh, you know arresting Peter Navarro, even though Peter Navarro uh, was arrested for a process crime. Peter Navarro lives right near the FBI headquarters, literally called the FBI and said, hey, man, if you need anything, just come and get me, okay? If you need anything at all. And, and they ended up uh, getting him at Reagan National Airport. A bunch of armed agents arresting him the most public way possible. Roger Stone, process crime. 30 FBI agents at his home, not only in the front door, but the back door. He had a uh, little uh, 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 canal behind his home in Florida, and they, they literally had amphibious units come up behind it. Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago raid. For nuclear secrets. Oh, no, it wasn't that. It was, uh, it was, uh, it was classified information. No, it wasn't really that. No, it was just a blanket raid by the FBI because the FBI is crooked as hell. Sorry. The FBI, as it is right now, crooked as hell. As of right now, dead to me. And should be dead to most Americans. Until they fix the rotten, maggot-infested head of the FBI. Meaning, actually, all of the heads of the FBI. Chris Ray. The A.G. Merrick Garland. Bye-bye. FBI sent 25 to 30 armed agents to apprehend pro-life Catholic activist Mark Houck at his rural Pennsylvania home in the early mornings last week after he had agreed to surrender peacefully, by the way. According to his attorney, Peter Breen of the Thomas More Society, vice president and senior counsel, Houck agreed to turn himself over to authorities voluntarily three months ago. 
It's kind of like Donald Trump. He invited the FBI agents to come down and see the documents. They said, cool, just keep them locked up. Then they went and they came back with a surprise raid. Kind of a same modus operandi, isn't it? Rather than accepting Mark Houck's offer to appear voluntarily, the Biden Department of Justice chose to make an unnecessary show of potentially deadly force, sending 20 heavily armed agents to the Houck residence at dawn this past Friday. In threatening form and after nearly breaking down the family's front door, at least five agents pointed guns at Mark's head and arrested him in front of his wife and seven young children who were terrified that their husband and father would be shot dead before their eyes. Oh, yeah, Steve Bannon and MTG, Marjorie Taylor Greene, have been uh, swatted in the last month. Uh, Authorities were called, said that there was an act of violence happening there, and they went their guns drawn. Marjorie Taylor Greene is a a concealed carrier, and if the uh, authorities there would have seen that gun, they would have shot her dead. This case is being brought solely to intimidate people of faith and pro-life Americans. Mark Houck is innocent of these lawless charges. Apparently, uh, Mark, she's a founder of the King's Men, a group dedicated to helping men become better husbands, fathers, and leaders. Well, they got to be taken down. Was arrested uh, because he was uh, he was uh, uh, violated the freedom of access to clinic interests, the Face Act, during his regular sidewalk counseling outside an abortion clinic in 2021. Uh, Houck's wife, Ryan Marie said that around 20 to 30 uh, armed uh, FBI agents stormed their property early Friday. The FACE Act violation allegedly comes from an incident in which Hoke shoved a 17-year-old abortion activist escorting women into a Planned Parenthood clinic. Hoke's family maintains that the man had been harassing his 12-year-old son, and he even called uh, Mark Hoke an F-word for a homosexual, an old pejorative that was used way back when. Also, uh, it uh, it was a slang word for a cigarette uh, in old-timey days. My dad used to call cigarettes that because that's what they called them in World War II. The, uh, the old FAG, in case you needed any, uh, any uh, clearing up. But the old fart who was there called him and, uh, you know, whatever, and got in the kid's face, and so dad gave him a little shove. And, uh, and so the guy wasn't injured. I guess he had a little scrape. And, uh, and the Hoke family, uh, they're looking for evidence of the incident because it was no big deal. Uh, both Philadelphia police and the district attorney declined to file charges against Hoke. And uh, though the escort filed a private criminal complaint in Philadelphia Municipal Court, the case was dismissed in July. So the FBI looked at a case that had been dismissed and said, ah, here's an opportunity to scare the crap out of uh, Trump supporters and pro-lifers, even though they've done D-word for the uh, the anti uh, 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 for for abortion supporters is what I'm saying. People who are uh, burning down and threatening and vandalizing uh, abortion crisis centers around the country. No charges brought against any of them. But the FBI decided to go after this man for something that happened a year ago. And nobody was uh, injured. And uh, the police and the case in Philadelphia Municipal Court was dropped. So it's almost like the weaponized FBI is trying to use this FACE Act to uh, send some sort of message to conservatives. And this is pretty funny also. Um, An FBI whistleblower's wife has been suspended from Facebook after sending a private message. 
president of Empower Oversight Whistleblowers and Research, Jason Foster, discussed the mistreatment of whistleblowers and their families when they come forward. The FBI is notorious for retaliating against whistleblowers, including uh, uh, FBI Special Agent Steve Friend who spoke out against wrongdoing regarding the January 6th Capitol riot. And as a result, he was suspended from his position. He said the FBI was being weaponized when there was no crime against anybody who was in Washington, D.C. and uh, was affiliated with conservatism or Trump uh, on January the 6th. We got more on this, and our special guest coming up in just a couple of minutes is Liz Harrington talking about... uh, all of this and more so don't go anywhere it's the rob carson show it's time to make common sense common again it's the rob carson show it is a rob carson show and the uh the left is doing all sorts of uh uh, chicanery, all sorts of nonsense, all sorts of uh, you know FBI raids, whatever they can to distract from uh, what is coming November the eighth to distract against the failings of the uh, the Biden administration. Even Jen Psaki said that that if it's a referendum on Joe Biden, which it will be. Uh, that uh, the Democrats are going to get curb stopped. Joining me on the phone right now is Liz Harrington, uh, RNC former RNC spokesperson, the spokesperson for uh, Donald Trump, among other things, and she is on the Newsmax Hotline. Liz, how are you today? Hey, Rob, I'm well. How are you? I'm good. You know, Liz, um, as a conservative, I, I you know, it, it, when you put yourself in a position of, of being a talk show host, a lot of the times, you know, you're, you're greeted with the same news every day. And, and a lot of times, if you're a conservative, you see an FBI raid or you see the raid of Mar-a-Lago or you see this, whatever, you tend to get down. Uh, when you see polling, that obviously will always show that Democrats are going to win. You get down uh, every day when you look at the news cycle. Is what? What do you? How do you greet the day uh, with regard to this run up to November the eighth? Well, a way to not get down is to not read the fake news. <laughs> oh yeah! <laughs> oh yeah! There is that. Yeah. Because. I mean, that is honestly how I start my day. I do, you know, read some fake news, but I know it's totally biased and people who do not like the country and people who want to see the country fail. So if you read it all through that prism, which I think is imperative, then you'll be fine. And then you can read through all the lines and figure out what's really going on. So I think it's so key to also go to independent media um, look at, go directly to the candidates, go directly to the source. I mean, that's why it's been so amazing with President Trump endorsing all these America First candidates. Yeah. It lets you know where people actually stand. If they're for America, America's yeah. sovereignty, our people, or whether they're for this, you know, globalist anti-America agenda. And it puts a lot of things into perspective. It way. does. You, you did miss a couple things on your list there. Uh, you missed uh, listen to the Rob Carson show and podcast <laughs> and watch Rob Carson show on Newsmax. Write that down. Just some talking points for your next interview. Liz, just want you to know. 
Um, I got it. Yeah, yeah, we've got the weaponization of the FBI, uh, and it really is in full bloom right now. We saw the uh, raid of Mar-a-Lago. We saw the arrest of Peter Navarro. We saw the arrest of Roger Stone. Forty other Trump uh, uh, supporters or former uh, uh, officials associated with Trump have been raided by the FBI. We also saw this uh, case of a gentleman named Mark Houck, who uh, was uh, had a case dismissed in Philadelphia Municipal, Municipal Court for apparently pushing a pro-abortion protester who called him an F-word for homosexual and confronted his 12-year-old. But the FBI uh, saw that there was some sort of crime here and decided to send, I guess, some sort of a message like they tried with the aforementioned raids with this guy in rural Pennsylvania. What are your thoughts on what you've heard about the raid of Mark Houck and his family's home in rural Pennsylvania by our formerly astute FBI? It is unbelievable. It is a police state. And, you know, President Trump always says, you know, they're coming after me because they're really, I'm standing in the way of them coming after you. And that's what this is. I mean, this, the reason why they attack President Trump so much is because they want to attack us all so much. And he stands in the way. And we've seen this real acceleration, the lawlessness. I mean, this is upside down. The FBI is supposed to be uh, the premier (laughs) law enforcement agency, right? And it turns out they're the ones who are breaking the law. And you're talking about 30 agents against this family for there's what is the crime? I mean, as far as I know, this incident happened over a year ago. I mean, for defending yourself, uh, this is it's just unheard of. What is the federal charge? First of all, there's no charges. Who are these agents who are willing to even go in and yes. execute this raid? Yeah. Well, I think the, that needs to be asked because, look, we've had a lot of brave people come forward recently, which I think is so, so important. But we need more. We need more whistleblowers. Yeah. This is corruption. It's it's downright evil. Yeah. I'll just call it what it is. And it's unacceptable. And we can't let America descend into a police state because that's what they're trying to do. Now, Liz, there's a lot of uh, provocateurs on the left. And I'm going to share the story. I lived in Washington, D.C. for a dozen years. And I was at the Turkey Trot, which I would host as a 5K on Thanksgiving every year. And I remember when Occupy Wall Street was there. And there were all these, uh, these uh, losers from hell uh, camping out. <laughs> in the morning, I would spell pot. Uh, wafting through the air. And when I was down there, this jackweed uh, approached me and, uh, and started uh, yelling at my son, who at the time was 12 years old, and saying all these things, being provocative, you're a this, you're a that. If I would have shoved that guy away from my son, today the FBI would have said, oh, conservative, let's raid his house. It's, right. the, same, it's the same damn thing, isn't it? It is. And it's totally upside down. Uh, they're going after the law-abiding uh, the people who love this country, who were just hard workers, taxpayers, uh, believe in God, believe in their family, uh, just trying to you know live the American dream. They're going. If if you meet that description, you can expect IRS agents at your door, right? With yeah. the new eighty-seven thousand, you can expect FBI agents at your door. Yeah. It's really only a matter of time. Yeah. But the people who are ransacking Wawa's, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, the people, yes. but or and much worse, the people who are raping and killing and murdering in our cities—they're let out. Yeah. 
Yeah. Rob, it's a revolving door. Yeah. And it, it's we can what we want is one standard of justice. That's what, yeah, always yeah. what we've wanted. That's what America stands yeah, for. Yeah, but Liz, now wait, wait, wait. Michael Moore and others, they say this election is a re- referendum on January the 6th. <laughs> you know, let gonna, them keep thinking that <laughs> i know please. i know it, it, honestly I, I i love it go, go down that highway uh, seriously if you See think how it worked out for Liz Cheney. exactly uh, if you think that being inconvenienced by going to a state that allows abortion is is a, is burdensome uh and if that's going to turn the election i think you're uh, smoking some pretty good weed that's all i gotta say let's move on to uh it's kind of funny because joe biden about a month ago started tra- calling trump supporters uh de facto fascists and the word right. fascism has been used a lot against mega Republicans, fascists, destroyers of democracy. And, and lo and behold, they were doing the same thing up to the time of her election in Italy. Georgia Maloney, conservative, right. who I've got some great audio I'm going to share. Did you see her speech at, at CPAC? I saw a big portion of Holy it. Hell. Incredible. Holy hell. I mean, come here. We'll give you citizenship. Run for office. You're fantastic. But the same modus operandi of the left in this country and the deep state went after her, and she ended up winning in a big way. I think Democrats see the writing on the wall in the same fashion that the leftists did over there. It's cascading across Europe, and the only thing that's not pre- that's prevented it from happening here is we got to wait until November the eighth. Your thoughts on her and what's going to happen in the country? Absolutely, I think I see a lot of similarities too with what happened in 2016 with Brexit. Right? Yes. Uh, it was kind of you know it was the writing on the wall. And they've got to be so worried. I mean, there was an ABC Washington Post. This is not a, you know, right wing poll by any stretch on competitive battleground districts. Republicans have the edge 55 to 34, a 21 point swing. So they know um, they know exactly what's coming. And that's why they have to go so hard. I think this one direction. And but it doesn't matter. Honestly, it's the people. And I think that's what Georgia Maloney has shown. She had all the forces against her yes. as well. Uh, you don't have the media, right? You don't have, you know, you have big tech censorship. You have all of these different things. Same thing over here. And yet, if you go directly to the people with the truth, yes, that is all you need. That's what President Trump has proven time yeah. and time again, not just once, but twice. May have to do it a third time, as yes. he likes to say. Yes. But when you bring the truth directly to the people, that always wins. And I think it's very inspiring. It's very good news. And those are just core values. This is what's on the line. Do you believe in sovereignty? You know, do you believe in, in your way of life for your country? These are basic fundamental issues that people do still believe in. They want the American dream. They want, you know, the Italian dream. They want their yeah. country. They don't want to see it destroyed and ceded to the EU over there. Yes. Uh, and these lawless, you know, did criminal, you, you know, corrupt people. Did they, you see? They did don't you see want these globalists? Did you see this? The Italian citizens who went to the uh, is uh, the uh, Italian embassy, I believe, in the Vatican, and they took down the EU flag and they put up the Italian flag. And and what that says to me is, uh, and I've said that the Marxist dream of the class of 1968 is what they're trying to achieve. It's doing a face plant, and they are desperately screaming. Uh, Democrats and liberals are like movie vampires when they die they try to drag you into the pits of hell with you but we're not going but the main tenet of the class of 1968 was 
hate America. What they're discovering is the main tenet of their argument, to hate America. Most people don't. They love America. They're proud of America. They had no problem standing for the national anthem. Uh, and the same thing, the same thing is happening in Italy. And you can call it nationalism or whatever. But honestly, uh, it, 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 the left tries to shame you and get you to hate your, your country. And it, it didn't work there. It ain't going to work here. Absolutely. And it's the same thing. You know, Joe Biden's trying to make you hate your fellow American who just happens to love the country. They're trying to make 1776 a pejorative. When this is the founding of our country that we love, all races, all colors, all creeds, all political parties, by the way. And this fake division, it's it's just a sinister lie to try to divide us and to try to drum up, you know, violence or this awful, you know, hatred against your fellow a uh, man and country woman. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's we have to reject that. They will call you a fascist. They will call you all these things. But guess what? They have to look in the mirror. They yeah. are calling you what they themselves are. Yeah. We have to continue to speak the truth, fight for our values that we hold dear, fight for our country. That's exactly what President Trump has been doing. Yeah. It's inspired so many people around the world. And it's going to continue to be. So. Yeah, you know, I like to uh, I like to say that you call me a fascist, call me a white supremacist, call me a Nazi. Uh, and when it comes from the left, I will love them. Those labels, I will name them George. I will hug them. I the whole deal. Because honestly, I don't care. I, at this point, I'm done. Call me what you want. Call me what you want. I am measured right. in my in my thoughts in what I do, and I am I am determined to vote in person on November the eighth. Oh, uh, and if I vote before uh, November the eighth, to do it in person as well. It, it's funny, you know. I, I they tried to convince us to hate America. They tried to convince us all that uh, that America is racist. The last time I checked, if uh, if a person of color had a flat tire near where I lived, a dozen white people would be there to help them change the tire. I like to say that if we're such a racist country, then why are the most impo- the most popular rest- in America, uh, Italian, Greek, Asian, Indian, Chinese. I mean, honestly, if we really hate America that much or if we really hate people, we're that racist. Uh, and so I think people are beginning to realize the nonsense. They're realizing the, the over-the-top rhetoric has all been false. They're tired of it. And now the, the last dying throes of the uh, Democrat Party and the dream of class 1968 is to literally weaponize government agencies to go after us. And it ain't going to work, Liz. It's not. I mean, you're so right. So many lies. People have woken up to the fact that that's all it is. It's just a bunch of lies. And they try to get you to hate each other. They're, now they're trying to get uh, kids to hate each other, yes. right? With oh, this yes. critical race theory. But yeah. also they're trying to get kids to hate themselves. Oh, yes. They're trying to get them to hate their own body, their gender, yeah. their sex. And this is so wrong. Yeah. And we have to just continue speaking the truth and 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 take a hold of these issues because the people are on our side. They're common yeah, sense. Yeah. They across party lines. They're fundamental and they're about our future. They're about whether, I mean, we're going to have, you know, thriving families and a thriving country. Yeah. And President Trump proved all that. He would talk about things that other people will not go and not touch, you know, oh, yeah. it's too politically incorrect. Yeah. We have to be bold. We have to follow yeah. his leadership continue to go in places where they say we can't win on issues they say we can't win on. We're going to prove them wrong in November. Absolutely. And absolutely, Rob, 
go in person on election day. That's how we beat the steal. And also, I said, uh, use your phone like a journalist. Use your phone. If you see somebody stuffing ballots, you go over, take a picture of them, get a picture of their license plate. Contact your GOP representative. Talk to law enforcement. If you have to, go live on Getter and and be an on-the-scene news reporter and say, what are you doing? I don't give a crap. Uh, The gloves are off. I think the slogan for the Republican Party should be right now, we're done. Okay, we're done debating this nonsense. We're done. We're done. We are going to end this nonsense. Liz, we got to run, but I do appreciate you joining me today. Uh, I know how busy uh, you can be and others can be uh, with regard to being politically active this season. Um, it, where can people find you on social media? I'm on Truth Social at Real Liz USA. Oh. Get off those big tech propaganda platforms. Uh, Rob, it was so good to be with you. You too. Uh, anytime, happy to come back on. All right, we'll have you on again soon. Uh, Godspeed, God bless, and we'll talk again soon. You bet. All right, let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. What you do to our country is ours. It's the Rob Carson Show. So you think that uh, the election steal is going to be like it was in uh, 2020. Um, Well, there will be some similarities, don't get me wrong, but there's a lot of other stuff going around behind the scenes, including messaging. Uh, Breitbart News Editor-in-Chief Alex Marlowe announced that it's filed, he has filed a formal Internal Revenue Service complaint against George Soros-backed Good Information Foundation for allegedly attempting to tamper with the 2022 election. Now, uh, this is actually... uh, 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 an organization that was created to supposedly stop the sharing of, uh, of misinformation, but it's a giant lie. Here is one of the things it does. This is a, uh, uh, a uh, gentleman by the name of Preston. He is a uh, uh, liberal journalist, and he was approached by the Good Information Foundation to spread lies about January the 6th. I was just offered $400 to make an anti-Donald Trump propaganda post related to the January 6th investigation. That is completely not true. There's Preston Moore, by the way. I should start out this video by saying I'm not a Donald Trump supporter, so that should give a little bit of context to where I'm coming from. I'm an attorney. I post legal news and analysis on related topics. Okay, here we go with the story. So first thing first, I get an email from somebody with the Good Info Foundation. We'll talk about them a little more in a minute. I'm going to refer to this person as Jane. Jane sent me a message letting me know she represented the Good Info Foundation and that she was willing to offer a paid collaboration to discuss some topics related to January 6th. Now, by the way, this was formed, this 501c3, as a benefit, a public benefit corporation committed to restoring social trust and strengthening democracy by investing in solutions that counter disinformation. I said, sure, why not? I'll learn some more. Jane says the Good Info Foundation will give me $400 to make a post on my page and then share it to Instagram. So you see that blue link? All right, here, we're going to follow it. These are the specific requirements. Now listen to the talking points that he has to include to get his money. In order to obtain that $400 of how I should refer to the January 6th Capitol raid. Number one, I must call this a criminal conspiracy. Number two, I must say Trump Republicans were responsible. Number three, I must... You think that George Soros is not in bed with the Biden administration? Of course he is. Frame it as an attack on my country 
an attack on America or Americans, a criminal conspiracy and a committed crime. I must attribute the matter to MAGA Republicans. I must make clear that this was ongoing and unresolved. And most importantly, that I must channel all of this unto the manipulation of voter agencies so that I could turn their anger around this event into defiance that would make people more likely to vote in midterm. That's election interference, kids. Maine Department of Education doubled down on uh, allowing one of its taxpayer-funded online learning programs to instruct high school students that the term MAGA is an example of covert racism and white supremacy. Do you see what we're up against here, guys? Do you see what we're up against here? Do you see what I talk about movie vampires, that the left dies like movie vampires, scratching and screaming, trying to drag you into the pits of hell? But I'm going to tell you, hell is coming to them. And we ain't going to forget We're not going to forget all of this nonsense. And hell will be paid. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. They called us deplorables. They shut down our country. They say our thoughts are disinformation. is our response, The Rob Carson Show. Hour number three of The Rob Carson Show, Doug Mastriano, who's running for governor of the great state of Pennsylvania and will be the next governor of the great state of Pennsylvania, joins us at the bottom of the hour. And we're going to talk about uh, a number of things, including some of the uh, horse crap that they're trying to teach to kids in uh, in the state of Pennsylvania. Uh, also, uh, did you see the Wawa store in Philadelphia being uh, uh, destroyed by 100 youth um, yeah, nothing cultural to see here. Just move along. Just nothing I've been talking about, I don't know, for the last 30 years. Uh, and we're going to get into that. Also, let's see, uh, Gender Neutral Day for third graders is being touted by the Education Department in Pennsylvania. Doug will uh, will address all of those at the bottom of the hour. So, there you go. So, a um, couple of uh, things that I want to uh, get to before we do that. I want to talk about Georgia Maloney, the new Italian revolution, in just one second. We'll get to that. I did post something yesterday on social media that I wanted to mention, if I can find it here. Yes, here we go. Here we go. And I, and I wrote this, and, and I'm really the gloves off as far as this stuff is concerned, as far as this gender transitioning crap. Uh, there's no excuse for it, and the people who have perpetrated on the children of America uh, need to be... Uh, uh, driven from medicine and psychology and teaching and anything associated with children. I 100% believe that. 100%. If you are in any way, shape, or form down with medically transitioning a child to the opposite gender before their 18th birthday, even as a parent, you need to lose your kids. 100% serious. Bring it if you disagree. Here's what I wrote. If you're a physician, pediatrician, counselor, nurse, parent who supports gender transitioning children before the 18th birthday, you lose the rights to the titles of the aforementioned. If you are a professional in the medical or psychology field, you need to be removed and lose your license to practice. If you are a parent, you need to relinquish your children uh, to a spouse, relative, or uh, who can bring up your child in a sane fashion or foster them. Sorry, this is Dr. Joseph Mengele stuff. And if you've lost all common sense and reason to introduce hormones and mutilating surgery to children, then society has no place for your involvement with any children. 100%. 
By the way, the uh, DHS, the, uh, the Department of HHS, uh, Health and Human Services, is standing with its transgender and gender nonconforming youth and their families, and uh, the significant majority of expert medical associations in unequivocally stating that gender-affirming care for minors when medically appropriate, and it never is, and necessarily improves their physical and mental health. It never does. One reason why this is happening now is because Joe Biden appointed a uh, uh, an insane person to be uh, in charge of the HHS. And this person was a middle management man until uh, well into middle age and close to retirement when he decided to uh, just become a woman. And immediately, because you can't say anything about transgendered people possibly being mentally ill, uh, became the woman of the year, surpassing uh, hundreds and thousands of women who may have dreamed of the same position. Just like, uh, you know, that uh, Leah Thomas did at uh, the University of Pennsylvania, beating women after being a man his entire life until his senior year, and then just destroying women by identifying as a female. You don't believe me? Here is uh, Rachel Levine dodging Senator Rand Paul's questions about sex changes for children. As well as surgical destruction of a minor's genitalia. Like surgical mutilation, hormonal interruption of puberty can permanently alter and prevent secondary sexual characteristics. The American College of Pediatricians reports that 80 to 95% of prepubertal children with gender dysphoria will experience resolution by late adolescence if not exposed to medical intervention and social affirmation. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, your son, your son wanting to be a fireman, and then uh, by the time he's 18, hey, that went out the window. Uh, this time it's an eight-year-old saying, hey, I may be a girl, and, uh, and instead of, uh, you know, just kind of playing, okay, uh, literally putting the child into hormone therapy and surgery. Okay, uh, and if you buy into this, then anything is possible. You, there are no depths to how low you can go as a professional. If you find this acceptable, there's something broken about you. I'm not afraid to say it because it's true. And do you believe that minors are capable of making such a life changing decision as changing one's sex? Well, Senator, thank you for your interest in this question. Um, transgender medicine is a very complex and nuanced field um, with robust research and uh, yeah, standards who give, of care. Who give a rat's behind? We're talking about children. ...that have been developed. And if I am fortunate enough to be confirmed as the Assistant Secretary... And unfortunately, you were. ...of Health, I would look forward to working with you and your office and coming to your office and discussing the particulars of the standards of care for transgender yeah, medicine. Yeah, and by the way, that person went through the confirmation process without answering any of these crucial questions. Thought you should know that. So uh, attempts to restrict challenger. I'm reading from the uh, Office for Civil Rights, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Okay, attempts to restrict challenger falsely characterize this potentially life-saving care as abuse is dangerous. Such attempts to block parents from making critical health care decisions for the children create a chilling effect on health care providers who are necessary to provide care for these youth and ultimately negatively impact the health and well-being of transgender and gender nonconforming youth. This agency needs to be re-examined. And this thing who is in charge of it, Rachel Levine, needs to be removed from office. I mean, this, this, there's no excuse for removing healthy tissue from a child in the form of ovaries, a uterus, fallopian tubes, and breasts.
as a prepubescent girl. Who does that? Oh, yeah, Joseph Mingala. Or as a young man, uh, a boy being put on puberty blockers and then surgically removing the penis and using the skin to create an artificial vagina. Now, for those of you, Mike, I'm debating this morning whether my daughter should go in and get stitches because she got a little cut on her ankle. And I said, really? I I just think it'll be a minor scar. It's where the skin was thin, whatever. You know, let's just let it go. Let's see how it goes. And it could just happen a couple of hours ago. Stop bloating all over the place. It's just a little cut, you know. But, uh, this is essentially saying, oh, you know what? Um, wow, that, that does look kind of like a problem. Let's go ahead and remove your foot. Nonsense. Absolute, unacceptable nonsense. Let's go to Randall in Pacific Grove, California. Hello, Randall, and welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Hey, buddy. Uh, were you saying that today was uh, gender neutral day? Because I have a comment about that. Uh, we'll make it that. Go ahead. <laughs> I am a man. Big block letters, sandwich board in front of me. I'll even get a shirt with the big print, just like the Selma protest, I believe. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'll never forget that slogan. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and in that case, it was it was very real because uh, uh, blacks were being uh, treated as, as subhuman by the Democrat Party, as they still do, by the way, and have since they were the party of slavery. If they do succeed in uh, uh, raising kids to believe that they can deny their very physical existence, and it's, well, it's like you said, I've seen all, I've read a lot of books on the Holocaust and Mangalan and stuff. Yeah. I think that these these individuals uh, that are that are running these departments, especially the thing that you talked about, uh, I would call them all embryonics, Gumby people, silly putty men, uh, preemies. I'd call them Plato people, silly putty people. I mean, mm-hmm. I've, I've got all kinds of names for people. Like I think they're just embryos that were prematurely extracted and they lived and grew to be. <laughs> But they're still embryos, man. I call them embryonic. I call them blanks. Yes, yes. I have yes. All kinds of words for them. Yeah, my wife yeah, and I thought uh, we, that I was shooting blanks for a while, then we had our daughter. I want so. to say, though, I really do like your style <laughs> Thank of you. humor. It reminds me of back in the 60s and 70s and 80s when me and my buddies and my brothers would be cutting up and laughing our butts off, man. It's the same kind of, kind of discourse. I really enjoy it. That's what I want to tell you. Well, Randall, you know what? At some point, you have to realize the absurdity of things. And instead of really addressing uh, individuals who perpetrate this crap on us in a serious fashion, how about we just uh, humiliate them? How about we just uh, we just uh, 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 go after them? How about we just make fun of them? How about that? Yeah. Uh, and yeah, then I can't stand the rhinos, the rhinos that try to pipe me down and say, "Oh, but we don't want to be rude like the leftists." Yeah, Randall. Win, then I'm gonna fight back. Absolutely. That what we got, we got the right jokes that are true. They're doing the jokes for us. The the, the Democrats are giving us all the material. We don't even have to make up the jokes. Now, listen, we we make fun of them, we humiliate them, we embarrass them, even though it's not really possible. And then, but we always keep our eyes on the prize. We always keep our eyes on the prize, and that is November the eighth. Go ahead, real quick. Yeah, I, I, I call I call. The Biden and Obama fiasco, I call it Obama-Bin-Biden. 
Obama been Biden. I like that. Thanks for the call, bro. Got to go. Uh, I want to mention this because, you know, as a parent, um, I remember when my son, he had an elective surgery that he needed. Well, he needed to have it done. Um, it was largely cosmetic, but he needed to have it done. And I remember him being 18 months old and rolling through the uh, doors into surgery. And I was, you know, panicked and heartbroken that my son had to have surgery and I had to be there. Any parent who would say, my son is uh, nine years old and, and wants to be a girl, I'm going to go ahead and... And I'm going to have uh, counselors and doctors begin with hormone treatment, then have his penis cut off before his 18th birthday and, and a, an artificial vagina created. Who the hell does that? Who does that? I'm sorry. You have been bought and sold. There's something wrong with you if, you've, if you're down with that. It is absurd. It is insane. This thinking is freaking nuts and it's going to come back they're already seizing it across europe they're stopping it because of the inhumanity and the the torture and the and the the lives ruined uh and these butchered children living their lives regretting it dear god in heaven what have you become as a parent as a counselor as a doctor if you're down with this because if you can be sold on this then you can be sold on anything. Like aborting a child up until birth. You see where I'm going with this? And there are Democrats now literally saying the only difference between a baby that can be killed legally and one that is breathing and has to be allowed to live is a fleshy wall and a bag of water. Sick. Really sick. Kevin, you're going to be up next, and then we're going to get to know Giorgia Meloni, and then another Italian, uh, Doug Mastriano, coming up on The Rob Carson Show. impeached our president twice for nothing. The truth is simple, and it's right before our eyes. They raided his home. I don't know what to be concerned about. No one, no one seems to. And they call us extremists and fascists for supporting him. Yeah, we're done with all that. It's the Rob Carson Show. I think it is finally time to talk about the new prime minister of Italy, Giorgia Maloney, everybody. This is our Georgia Maloney theme song. It's our first prime minister, prime minister's theme song. Italy elected Georgia Maloney. <laughs> a real conservative, no, she isn't a phony. But she's a fascist. You fascist. Paper ballots, voter ID. Yeah, that's fascistic. No cheat by mail in Italy. Oh yeah, yeah, fascist, I guess. If we ran elections like Italians do, a same-day vote, the count is true. We'd be solid red without a trace of blue. <laughs> Things will change under Georgia Maloney. Unlike Mitch, she's not full of baloney. Oh, he's full of other stuff. Bologna. She ran on God and family. Making her country legal free. Italy's moving to the right. 
Georgia's not afraid to fight. I hope in November that we'll see the light. Yeah, I have a feeling that we have seen shades of November uh, cascading across uh, Europe. Georgia Maloney's Italian Revolution, how the victorious far-right leader has vowed to boost Italy's population, crack down on migrant boat landings, among other things, crack down on illegal immigration, imagine that, uh, cut income tax, VAT taxes, and business taxes, uh, and, uh, you know, uh, basically she's a conservative. She's a conservative, but here's how she's being treated or was treated before the election. Voters in Italy tomorrow appear poised to make a hard right turn. The woman expected to become prime minister leads a party with roots in neo-fascism. The hallmarks of Italian fascism, like this motto. God, fatherland, and family. God, family, country. Yeah, fascistic. A far-right political party whose roots go back to post-World War II neo-fascists. Now, by the way, the same sort of thing is being played on us about MAGA conservatives, MAGA Republicans, and Donald Trump. In 2020, you and 81 million Americans voted to save our democracy. That's why Donald Trump isn't just a former president. He is a defeated former president. Uh, only semi-fascism coming. Yeah. Uh, is this something we're going to hear more of, that phrase? Is this something the president's going to kind of embrace? Look, I was very clear when, uh, when laying out uh, and defining uh, what... Uh, you know, MAGA Republicans have done. There you go. They called us uh, fascists, just like uh, Ms. Maloney. Now, Ms. Maloney delivered a wonderful speech at CPAC. Nobody really noticed because nobody knew who uh, she was. But she kicked butt. I want to share a couple of uh, sound bites from this marvelous speech. Uh, and I think you're going to go, damn, she's like the Carrie Lake of Italy. Everything we stand for is under attack. Our individual freedom is under attack. Our rights are under attack. The sovereignty of our nation is under attack. The prosperity and well-being of our families is under attack. The education of our children is under attack. Sounds kind of like what's happening here. In front of this, people understand that in this age, the only way of being rebels is to preserve what we are. The only way of being rebels is to be conservative. Wow, whoa, whoa, she said the C word. They will try to take everything away from us, but they can't take away who we are. Yeah, they'll raid you with the FBI and they'll come after you at home with armed agents for process crimes, but uh, our eyes are on the prize. And you know what? Cherishing who we are, knowing what we stand for, is all we need to face this challenge. Listen to that. Stay resolved and stay focused. You know what? Cherishing who we are, knowing what we stand for, is all we need to face this challenge. Here she is on uh, what they tried to do to Christmas over there, and they've done here. Only a few months ago, European Union bureaucrats wrote a document hundreds of pages long telling us that in order to be inclusive, we had to exclude all references to Christmas. Well, where does that happen? Oh, yeah, in American schools? Jesus, Mary, and all Christian names were to be removed from all official communication. Will we surrender in front of this? No. Yes. We will not. <laughs> we will fight it. We will fight 
Here's a little bit more, and she takes some uh, some notes from the Trump playbook. They said it could never happen again. 100 years ago, Mussolini marching on Rome, plunging the country. Yeah, she's not a, uh, a fascist, but they're trying to make this comparison. Into two decades of dictatorship, an alliance with Hitler, and a second world war. Today, the fascist party is gone. But many say these are their political heirs. No, that's a lie. Brothers of Italy. Once on the fringes, they've ballooned into the biggest party in the country. Now listen to that, because that's what MAGA conservatives are. That's why they're in the crosshairs. The Brothers of Italy, once on the fringes, they've ballooned into the biggest party in the country. Now their leader, Georgia Maloney, is poised to head the most hard-right government. Yep, they are the Italian version of MAGA Republicans. And the only thing to prevent What's happened in Italy, uh, the only thing stopping it from happening now is we got to wait till November the 8th. Doug Mastriano running for governor in the great state of Pennsylvania. On the other side of this break, I would not go anywhere. his opinion see the first amendment and get back to us it's the rob carson show come on that by friends would be a gas-powered engine because you know that's like the best way to power a vehicle because evs are for posers because uh, 80 to 85% of EVs are powered by uh, power plants that are fossil fuel. So I thought you should know. Your, 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 your virtue signaling is pointless. There you go. Um, we're, we're expecting a phone call from Doug Mastriano. Oh, my God, we've got Doug Mastriano on the phone. Uh, Doug Mastriano. Now, now, this on the heels of Georgia Maloney's Italian Revolution. It looks like uh, uh, the, uh, these these Italian Trump uh, these Trump Italians are winning all over the place. What the heck, Doug Mastriano? How you doing, my brother? Mama mia, the Italians are in the house. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just ask you. I want to get to I want your thoughts on Georgia Maloney. How's the campaign going despite the New York Times hit piece, which was based on crap? You know, of course, that's so typical of the New York Times, not letting the facts get in the way of a good story. I just, I'm, in Mifflin, uh, I'm in Mifflin County in the middle of the state. It's a rural county. It's the middle of the day. These people have jobs. And Remy and I just spoke to 400 people in yeah. the middle of, the, of farmland and, and countryside. Yeah. You know, these people, what they're trying to do, because obviously we haven't got a decision out of the Republican Governors Association yet. Yes. So this is all anti-RGA messaging to try to get them to stay out of Pennsylvania because we're on the cusp of winning it, but we need people to yep. weigh in and help us out. Yeah, and that's what it looked like to me. Uh, looking at the New York Times piece that I saw this morning, Doug Mastriano's sputtering campaign, no TV ads, tiny crowds, little money. Every one of the uh, the places that I've seen you speak, Doug, you have com- uh, commanded very large crowds. Uh, you also, uh, ha- you were on stage with Donald Trump. I'd say uh, that was a pretty well-attended gathering, wouldn't you? Yeah, apparently it was a record for that arena. And I will note several days before Josh and then my, my opponent, little Josh and uh, Joe Biden were, were in Scranton, you know, at, at, a, at a school gymnasium. Yes. They pulled in like 50, 60 people. 
Uh, we, the next weekend, we come in a couple of days later, and we have a record 12,000 people packed in the stadium and outside. And so, so much for the fizzle. The fizzle are you guys, and we're going to smoke you all and prove you wrong on 8 November. Well, I, and look, Doug, uh, uh, Georgia Maloney uh, had been uh, targeted in the same fashion by the liberal media, not only here, but over there. Same talking points, Doug, that uh, that MAGA Republicans uh, also, uh, well, her, her uh, political party, uh, which is what the Italian Brotherhood, uh, they're called fascists too. So the Italian Brotherhood sounds like MAGA Republicans, and the same uh, sort of uh, verbiage was used that is being used against you and your ilk here, but it resulted in Georgia Maloney winning in Italy. What are your thoughts about her victory and, and what she stands for? Yeah, I'm really excited to see you know a, a leader in Italy that really cares for the nation. I mean, it's a pretty stark transition and difference from one of her predecessors that was all about, you know, integrating into the EU and, you know, and uh, bringing in uh, illegals, let, let them take over the cities and what have you. And then she comes like, no, we've we got to take care of our own people first. And, you know, and the, the irony is they call her those names. Ronald, if, if you remember, if you're old enough to remember, they called Ronald Reagan these same, same things too. Too radical, too dangerous, you know, too extreme. And, and Ronald Reagan turned out to be one of the best presidents ever. Yeah, meanwhile, uh, I would consider that uh, uh, gender uh, transition surgery on children, I'd say that's about as radical as it gets, Doug. And then you've got one of the things that I, I noticed that lo- headlines. Uh, the Pennsylvania Department of Education has published a toolkit for teachers to host gender-neutral day for students as young as third grade. This sort of woke crap exists in Pennsylvania. What are you going to do as governor to get rid of it? I've already introduced legislation to prohibit gender reassignment surgery for anyone 18 and under. Uh, as governor on day one, I'll be signing an executive order and then codifying that to law with the General Assembly. Uh, on day one, we're ending woke. Woke is going to be broke under Doug Mastriano. On day one, CRT's done. On day one, no more boys in the girls' bathroom. On day one, only uh, girls on the girls' team. No more boys on the, on the girls' team cheating away their opportunities and, and, and uh, scholarships. Uh, we're going to have a new birth of freedom. We're going to restore uh, balance in Pennsylvania. We're going to put the power in the hands of the parents and, and not the school union, and it's going to be a renaissance in Pennsylvania. Now, by the way, uh, people like uh, Michael Moore and uh, Joe Scarborough say that this election is going to be a referendum and it's going to be a, uh, a wave for Democrats on abortion and January the 6th. I don't believe you've had an abortion, and I don't believe you were there for January the 6th. So uh, none of those apply to you, and also I think that's crap. What does apply is things like crime. I notice you put out a statement with regard to the ransacking of a Wawa store in, in Philadelphia and the hell that Philadelphia has defended in into uh, what do you got planned as far as turning this uh, crime wave around yeah there's about 30 or so ruffians that rolled into a wawa house and it's a convenience store like circle k if you're out west and yeah uh, they, they ransacked the store literally it was awful it was terrible and uh, you know it was like the wild wild west and, and nothing happened and it's in a, in a fairly nice area uh, outside of the philly and then over the weekend, of course, then we had a raid against the pro-life counselor, yes. who apparently some years ago was in a pushing match uh, because the, the uh, pro-abortion dude started cussing at the guy's son, and the guy's like, get, a, get away from my son. Uh, yeah. A lower court threw out that case, uh, but I guess it's not good enough for the federalities, and the feds came in with 30 agents and 15 vehicles like it was like a night raid in Afghanistan and did everything except kick the guy's door in and haul them away in a big 
excessive show of force. Uh, so on day one, we're going to become a law and order state, and first off, domestically in Pennsylvania. So I'm going to have uh, have the backs of our law enforcement. Right now, our, our law enforcement, no one's watching their backs. Our governor's turned his back on them. Our governor's right now for marching in BLM rallies with Blue Lives Murder signs behind his bald head while he's protected by police, ironically. <laughs> our attorney general has stood aside. Uh, we, we're pushing a 1,000 carjackings or attempts in Philadelphia this year. We're push, pushing a record 600 homicides coming up. Uh, where uh, Crime has gone up almost 40% on his watch. And so that ends under Governor Mastriano. We're, we're going to surge police and police assets in high-crime areas. I'll be getting authorization from the General Assembly to search special prosecutors. And if you do the crime, you're going to do the time. Early release is over as well. Josh Shapiro, my opponent, for releasing uh. about 8,000 criminals. And that ends. It has got to end, Doug. And I got to tell you, I, I would imagine, uh, first of all, all of these things that you have just said are in your heart. Okay. You are a uh, retired military officer. You have more degrees than uh, a thermometer. Um, you, you have a lot of experience. And, and what you are, uh, the, the platforms that you are bringing to the, to the, uh, to your race are within you, but are resonating with the American people and the people of Pennsylvania. All of these things are not for show. They're not just to get you elected. They are common sense things, and you see the state of the country and the state of Pennsylvania and where it's going. How is it resonating in places like you are today? What are people saying to you uh, are the top priorities? Is it January the 6th? Is it abortion? What are people saying is driving them to vote for Republicans this year? Uh, crime in the southeast especially. Uh, we're looking at inflation across the state here, cost of living, gas prices. It's, it's all the stuff that affects people from day to day. Uh, some of the social issues uh, get, you know, do rise. They rise way ahead of, of the Democrat issues that you mentioned. Uh, school choice is also up there, especially in the Southeast, where, where mm-hmm. you know you're, you're condemned to a zip code to a bad school. I think people are one of the uh, one of the slogans that I am uh, using. And if I were running, I think the slogan would be "We're done." Uh, we're done with the nonsense. We're done with all of the things. Uh, you know, Joe Biden did a speech. He painted uh, 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 Independence Hall blood red. He uh, labeled uh, uh, Trump supporters, MAGA Republicans, as fascists and all of this stuff. Um, you're, you live in Pennsylvania. Uh, what did you think about his speech, by the way? I was absolutely disgusted by Joe Biden using the backdrop of Independence Hall and National Shrine as a place for him to demonize about half the country. So that, and, and the previous remarks by our Department of Justice under Merrick Garland here, that triggered this, this ridiculous assault on the Hauk family for, for a possible misdemeanor that was dropped in yes. court. But yes. uh, this is a send a signal. Joe Biden, this, this, what he said, he meant. It wasn't just hyperbole that, that MSNBC wants to kind of laugh off. He does. He is against people like us because of he disagrees with our political views so he, here's the deal pennsylvania and the rest of america don't i'm um, thank god mark he de-escalated the police did not sadly they're waving their, their uh, rifles at his face and I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed of them shame on them well, where was just one of them to say you know here's the ds flag no send two vehicles you know three or four guys yep. and just get them the warrant let's bring him in instead of you know are you serious and so you're going to let all those serious real criminals and murderers and drug dealers run rampant in Kensington and Philadelphia, and you don't care because because you have a political agenda? That That's not equal justice before the law. Now, Americans, don't do anything stupid. Mark did the right thing. He yep. escalated. He, he complied. Uh, let's have this last day on 8 November. 
Yeah. Well, I think they're they're trying to poke the pit bull, Doug. I think they're trying to start something. That's why they're using uh, words of war against us. And this includes uh, not only uh, Joe Biden, members of the Democrat Party, but also pundits on MSNBC and, C- and uh, CNN. And, and we're not going to take the bait. we got to uh, uh, figuratively keep our powder dry and uh, and make a difference on the, uh, the 8th of November. What are you telling, before we wrap things up, what are you telling people as far as uh, avoiding the power possibility of voter fraud, um, as so many saw in states like Pennsylvania. Uh, what are you telling your constituents and voters in Pennsylvania about the possibility uh, of, uh, of uh, uh, bad actors trying to influence the election? Uh, we need accountability and transparency, and how we do that is uh, by poll watchers. So in Pennsylvania, you live here, uh, if you're concerned and, and want to do more than just shake your fist at the TV or, or, you know, or wave your arms in the air, Go to DougsburgGov.com and, and sign up to be a poll watcher. We'll train you. Uh, we'll tell you what to look for. And if something goes awry, we'll have a phone number for you to call. And, and if it's a serious issue, we'll, we'll have the attorneys come down and uh, deal with the issue. So go to DougsburgGov.com and, and do something about it. I think that's fantastic. I think, and I've been looking, and a lot of people are asking. Uh, people are asking, what do we do? They're asking me for advice. I say you've got to report when you see instances of people ballot stuffing. You've got to literally use your phone like you are a world-class journalist if you see impropriety. Uh, and you say you've got all this information on doug for gov That's D-O-U-G, number 4-G-O-V.com. I think that's great to have there, Doug. I appreciate it. Um, how are you guys doing financially? What can I tell uh, to spur my, uh, my listeners to give to your campaign? Because I know a lot of outside money is coming in against you. Uh, the Democrats see Pennsylvania as the most important state they have to win. And, and they've thrown at least the Democrats are taking it seriously. They've thrown $30 million at the state here. Uh, without any significant huge help from any major Republican organizations, uh, all the polls have us in a dead heat with Josh Shapiro. Republicans, wow. we need to rise up. I, I'm not sure I'm going to get help from any of the national organizations. I don't understand why I don't, they don't see a, a, a career military man, a soldier to serve this country, a colonel, uh, honorably serve, that, that they, would, they would turn their back on me in Pennsylvania. So we need the people of Pennsylvania and around the nation, for that matter, because we are the Keystone State. It's the reason is because you got people like Larry Hogan as governors right now. That's the reason, Doug. You know it as well as I do. No, you're right. So go to <laughs> DougSportGov.com and kick in some donations, uh, and, and uh, people are... People have been, you know, a lot of twenty-five hundred bucks donations here, and that's helping us keep this fight going. We've had four polls over the past couple weeks there, and they have us with either within four points—that's a tie—or or physically tied with with uh, Josh Shapiro. And so, we need probably another one or two million dollars to get across right. the line. And so, do what you can to help us out. All right, Doug. I, I wish you the very best, my brother. I, I've known you for uh, uh, going on a couple of years. I knew you just as a senator, uh, state senator, and uh, and I just I know what's in your heart. I know your experience, and I know you're going to do great things for that state. I really do, bro, uh, because I, you know as well as I do how much I love that state. Uh, and I've spent a lot of time in Pennsylvania, and I hate to see a glorious state. I hate to see Eden descend into hell. And I, and I really believe that you would be uh, the first person to really start to turn that state around. And I wish you Godspeed and good luck, my friend. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Let's take Pennsylvania back, and we can change the course of America, I do believe. All right, DougForGov.com. We'll talk to you again soon, my brother. Have a glorious day. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. All right, let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show.
If you don't like his opinion, see the First Amendment and get back to us. It's the Rob Carson Show. If you want to help out uh, Doug Mastriano for governor in Pennsylvania, just go to Doug4GLV.com, DougForGov.com. He's, uh, I think he's an outstanding person, uh, and I think he's going to do a great job for Pennsylvania. And you know what, guys? You have all the natural resources of the world. Pennsylvania is a glorious state. Uh, you got a, you got Shrek running for Senate against uh, Dr. Ross. He wants to get rid of fracking. He wants to destroy fossil fuel there, among other things. And he's a tool. And he wants to release uh, prisoners, uh, second-degree murder suspects. He wants to do everything that is ruined. Places like Philadelphia and uh, and the uh, Doug's opponent, Mr. Shapiro, wants the same damn thing. So uh, I hope that uh, Doug becomes the next governor of a glorious state. It's a glorious state. I used to spend a lot of time in Pennsylvania. I used to drive through Pennsylvania Dutch country, go up there for the uh, the Renaissance Festival. We have a friend who uh, has a booth at the Renaissance Festival there. A marvelous Renaissance Festival. I used to go to Hershey Park with the kids um, and and. Uh, it's lovely. You used to go to Pittsburgh. You used to go to uh, Bedford Springs Resort and all of that. And the only thing holding back Pennsylvania is the damn government. The overtaxing, overburdening, overregulatory government of Pennsylvania. And it's driven, Pencil- it's driven Philadelphia into hell. And so, Godspeed, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Mastriano. Uh, Joe Biden has ruined the economy. He made us energy dependent again. Uh, he got 40-year high inflation, and he's blaming gas companies, and, uh, and he's torn into junk fees, including overdraft fees and cell phone termination that's hurting families. Not the fact that he's driven inflation to uh, uh, untold heights and caused families to choose between gas and food. Now he's trying to put it on the private sector for responding when people can't pay their phone bills. Because, you see, if people don't pay their phone bills, then companies go out of business. But here's uh, President Doofy talking about this, pinning the blame on private companies for the economy he's ruined. Companies running gas stations are setting those prices on the pump. Bring down the prices. He's telling gas stations, bring down the prices. You're charging in the pump to reflect the cost you pay for the product. To reflect the cost that you're paying. Well, no, they're paying too much, Joe. Do it now. Listen, he's commanding the gas companies, the, the small mom and pops. By the way, the, gas, the, the price they put on the gas in the morning is the price down the street that the guy has up on his gas. And they make very little, if any, money on it at all. So Joe Biden is just saying, make it so. This is what Democrats do. They're just like uh, uh, what's Captain Picard. They have no freaking clue about how to make the dilithium crystals work. But by God, make it so. Make it so, Mr. LaForge. Make it so. 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 Just change the price on your gas, you uh, mom and pops, you Circle K owners. You, uh, if you live in uh, Iowa, the uh, come and go stores. It's spelled in kind of a weird way. The the word come. But anyway, uh, if just make it so. 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 Sir. Do it. Do it. Yeah, and uh, meanwhile, uh, Joe Biden clearly is destroying the economy, the stock market, and whatnot. And I find it hilarious that he's telling uh, these small businesses to uh, uh, lower their gas prices, banks to not charge overdraft, and uh, don't terminate cell service if you don't pay your bill, despite doing this. The markets are set to open after an absolutely brutal week on Wall Street. Stocks now down $7.6 trillion since President Biden took office. 
And by the way, that means your 401k is worth 20% less, which is why you're having to forget retirement or to come out of retirement to, uh, to, uh, to pay the bills. Oh, and who foretold that the market would crash if Joe Biden was the president? I'm going to move on. Let me, Mr. President, I have to move on to the next question. They said the stock market will boom if I'm elected. If he's elected, the stock market will crash. Okay, let's move on to the next question very quickly. And uh, just like all of his predictions, they've been 100% right. Let's come back and wrap things up. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Okay, so that's going to do it for the uh, show. In case you hadn't heard, today was a one-year anniversary of The Rob Carson Show being syndicated. Wee-hoo! Uh, you don't need to worry about sending presents. Uh, you know, I know you're tempted. Anyway, guys, have a glorious day. Another day, another show tomorrow. Check out the podcast. Just go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast. You'll hear Doug Mastriano and the great comedy from Jim Gossett and others right there. In the meantime, God bless you, your family, our military, the unborn. And uh, until tomorrow, do not catch the stupid. I'll see you then.